Quick warning for drivers, this episode of IOM Recommends contains traffic sounds and the ambient soundscape of a city. Tommy Holohan is a young DJ and producer hailing from Rush, Dublin. A crucial figure in the new fast techno and rave scene, his heavy, warehousey sound seems at odds with his relatively rural upbringing, but speaks to a dream of a more exciting future, a dream that Tommy finds himself living. We knew he'd have a unique and considered perspective on Ireland's capital. Without further ado, IOM Recommends Dublin with Tommy Holohan. IOM Recommends Local Scenes Global Conversations Could you please introduce yourself, where you're from, tell me a bit about your music career. I know you've already told me lots, but... Yeah, right, my name's Tommy. I'm from Dublin. Um, I'm from a little spot outside of Dublin called Rush. Um, in Irish, it's Ross O, and that means headland of the yew tree because it's a nice little headland that sticks out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just a, it's a small spot. Nah, it's just kind of like a, a farming, fishing town, and then kind of started going out in Dublin when I got like seventeen, and yeah, just that's where I kind of started DJing, going out, making music, and then that's kind of led to. I don't, I don't really, yeah, all my, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot the question. <laughs> oh, that answers <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it started there, 17. Is that when you started DJing? I started uh, producing first um, because I realised that, but well, one, I really liked making music more than I liked DJing at the time because um, it wasn't like DJing gigs. So I started making music and then... I just got a set of Newmark Mixtrack Pro 2 controller and uh, started DJing and then recorded, recorded two mixes. One was house, one was techno. Um, a true like Serato, they got me like a 14 day free trial and then for the pro version and that got me, that got me to record it. And then I sent them around to a few heads in Dublin that I literally never met. I was just kind of chance my arm. And uh, one of them came through. Now he's my good friend, Sam. Love that 14-day trial. We've all been there. <laughs> Where would you go to eat in Dublin? Where's your favourite restaurants, foodie spots? My favourite spot is a little shop called... Well, it's not little, actually. It's just it's, uh, called Bunsen. And it's mm-hmm. a, just a burger spot. I think it might have the menu, I think. It's like, they have, like, the menu is just literally like a little business card. Um, and it's only what... You, know, you can only get a single burger double burger a single cheeseburger or double cheeseburger that's all you can get and then you can only get chips so they have it down to a T that's like you know like what's that Gordon Ramsay always says you know a big menu big menu is a bad bad sign so they have it down to a T just I mean yeah yeah nice burgers I'm going give me a discount after this interview <laughs> yeah, shout out <laughs> um, cool where's your favourite places to go to drink pubs bars that kind of buzz. Well, in Dublin, my favourite place to have a Guinness is probably uh, Grogan's. Um, I just just the most Dublin thing ever. Um, <laughs> just everyone from Dublin says that. Like, um, and then yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm going out though for a night out, well, there's not much spots you can go out anymore, unfortunately. Um, Hangar was a great spot. District Eight was a great spot. Um, Wigwam and Index are the only two spots really left that I can think off the top of my head. 
which is a shame, but they're both sick venues. Why is that? What's happened to everything? Um, oof, long story, but long story short, Vulture Funds, is that what you call them? Venture Capital, Vulture Funds, all these big massive companies are buying up the venues and then turn them into hotels and then certain spots legally can't be hotels because of the zone restrictions. So they do these like apartment hotel things. Right. So it's like, it's just a hotel room, but then they have a sink and a kitchen area. So technically you're renting an apartment for one night. So it's a residential thing rather than living in a hotel. Oh, wow. And that's everywhere. That's mad. That's what Hangar, that's what Hangar turned into. Or is that it's one of these pod hotels or like one of these type of hotels? And then District Day is now turned into something similar or like a, a, a kind of apartment complex kind of thing or apartment hotel sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, um, my favourite spot to play by far was Hangar. It was just um, it was just mental. I had so many good nights in there. Um, but I guess now there's only two spots in next to yeah. Leland, so... Um, but yeah, Hanger was so good. Um, yeah, it's so, so annoying how it's gone. Jesus, it was such a nice venue. It was just like, I think it was like 800 capacity, big just warehouse type of thing. Yeah, just open bricks. It was the closest thing you could get to like a warehouse rave that was legal. Um, where do you guys dig for records? Um, so yeah, Spin Dizzy is very good for like secondhand records. They have a lot of good bins. Um Charity shops are sick for like just kind of getting, um, you know, just, you find some mad records in there that you mightn't find before. All City Records, also a very good spot for, they do a lot of like left wing techno kind of stuff. And then Black Wax Records, yeah, they're definitely like my three best spots for finding records in Dublin. Nice. Yeah. What are your favorite local cultural organizations? Literally anything, so like a label, radio station collective anything yeah some of my mates run like real uh, cool parties uh, Slither in Dublin um, they're doing like a lot of uh, sick stuff at the moment they had Gabra Laganza um, last week uh, I didn't make it though but it looked sick um, then like my mates this is outside Dublin but my mates um, Coley and Evan Champagne and Ketman they have that G10 Records and then for like radio spots, there's like, um, what's the name of that spot? Dublin Digital Radio. They do like not a lot of nice music. Then there's um, Radio Nagel Tocta, which is an Irish radio station. But they do like really sick techno stuff at late at night. Like if you're driving late at night and I don't know, just not, if you don't have an aux cord or your phone's dead. Just for some reason, if you stick that on, they always have pumping tunes. And I, don't, I have no idea why. Just doesn't it doesn't really like link up if you get me like but it's sick they always have like some some serious stuff on there yeah to get people on for mixes and shit okay right but like it's just it just it's so mad because it's like it's an Irish radio station in Irish mm-hmm. and then you just get on late at night and you're just like pumping out the tune it's just like it's, yeah it's mad where do you go to escape like get away from the rush is just the best my best spot for it like it's just walk the beaches. Um, walk around the beaches walk up the cliffs um, it's just so so nice um, 
kind of took for granted when I was a kid how nice it was because I was like, I hate living so far outside of Dublin. I want to be in the city centre and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm just like, oh, it's the best spot ever. Like, it's just so chill. Just, I can hear the waves from my gaff. Like, it's like, it's the best buzz ever. Like, I love it so much. Yeah, I've had some mad, weird interactions on that beach because I, I, I used to walk. And so basically what I do is I make a tune go for a walk and then listen to the tune while I was walking to like, I don't know, just get out of the gaff and walk and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, had some mad moments and like just like walking that beach late at night. Like there was one time I was walking and uh, I saw this like little green light. It was like like maybe half 11, 12 o'clock at night. I saw this little green light in the horizon and I was like, what is that? I was like, because like, I thought it was like, I don't know, something mad. So I was like trying to stare at it. I couldn't really make it out. And the, tide was quite far out so I started walking towards it and I was walking trying to figure out what it was and then some bloke turns around with a massive flashlight and then he starts shining at me <clears throat> and I got this far got this far so I was just kind of like okay I gotta go figure out like, what's going on so I walked over and just say hello and he was like just late night fishing like there's certain fish that you can only catch at that hour so the green light was just like it's supposed to attract the fish or no sorry 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 you watch the light and if the, he told me this, if the light starts to flicker, it means there's a fish has taken the, the bait and it's flying up. That's pretty mad. That's cheating though, really, isn't it? That's like 12 o'clock at night. How are you supposed to see the thing? <laughs> um, and he was just kind of like, I was just chatting away to him and I was just, I'd never met him before as well. Because like normally you just meet everyone in Russia or you know everyone anyway. And I was just chatting away to him and then he was like, I was like, oh, this is mad. Because like, I tried to fish and I, I'm terrible at fishing and I, I'd never thought about something like this. And um, he was like, oh, you want, if you want lessons, uh, I can get, like, he's like, I have his number on my phone. And he was like, you and like three of your mates for like, I can't remember how much it was. And then like, I bring his down, teach us how to fish. And then just, you can have a few cans. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty sick. Blah, 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 blah. And then I walked off and I was like walking home and I was like, oh my God, that's the most like NPC conversation I've ever had in my life just kind of like you know in like fucking Skyrim or something you go up to some bloke and he's just kind of like give me five rubies and an emerald I'll teach you how to I was kind of like fuck that was so mad I just like, didn't really cop it till I got home and I was just like texting one of my mates and I was like that man that's the weirdest story ever Like, and you didn't do it nah 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 I didn't do it in the end I, I said it to my mates like, and then we were like yeah let's do it let's do it and I just I don't know we never done it oh that's such a shame he's probably waiting for the call Um, how much has Ireland influence like what you play and what you make would you say um it definitely has a lot in a weird way so obviously like the trancy stuff it's like that's a i feel like that's like there's a weird sort of thing with irish like old celtic music and like enya and all that stuff like that stuff is so mad trancy you know so it's kind of like when my ma grown up like not just grown up listening to Enya, but I know, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of like whatever. Not like, or they were grown up listening to classic Celtic music, but like, you know, <laughs> just like that's the Irish kind of music, whatever. I feel like that kind of has made sense to why I love trance so much. Obviously, trance is great and I love it, but I kind of look back and I do kind of maybe think like, is those things sort of like intertwined? And I feel like they, they are. Because it's just all that stuff is just so trancy like that like all that Enya stuff and like what's that tune Clada I think it is 
but then like the other like jungle and and like kind of other stuff I do is like rave that I, I don't know if that's really been influenced by Ireland so much um I guess it has but my friends that are in Ireland and like you know like we had a real when I was growing up I had like a real close-knit friend group and it was like um me and my best mate Casey were like always just pumping out like all these old rave tunes just on the speakers in my mate's gaff um just when we were like 15 pretending we were in like Thunderdome or something like it was just like all these like gas videos of my mate Casey like just walking around the gaff what'd you call it not even a JBL speaker like one of these ones that used to put your iPod into yeah yeah literally have a video of him walking around with one of those speakers in like this blue Adidas <laughs> windbreaker <laughs> like uh, and he's just like walking around the gap just going like this and it's like this like proper Thunderdome videos or tunes playing but yeah like just cause all that kind of stuff it was just like cause I think not so much Ireland but my friend group in Ireland influenced each other and then like when I got into DJ and stuff just meeting more people and like a lot of my mates have definitely influenced my music a lot um, just kind of with like showing me new music and just kind of yeah being around them and like yeah yeah and partying I guess that's always good yeah true. yeah, yeah. I know you said like lots of the clubs closed and whatnot but is there like does there still retain much of a scene in Dublin like in terms of obviously there's only two main clubs now well, like, we we only reopened clubs, like, two weeks ago. Or was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago or something? Yeah. Um, and what I have noticed is during lockdown, a lot of new young collectives, not young, but, yeah, young, I guess. Um, and they're doing, like, like, they'd start off with, like, live streams in gaffs and, like, um, mixed series. Um, and it's, like, not that... Because Ireland, I found, is quite like, you're always having to prove yourself to promoters when you're DJing to be like, like, like you could have so much, when you're like 28, like 17 to 20, whatever, and you're DJing, so many people come to your sets and like people are really like, like fucking with your music and all this kind of stuff. But like, it's so weird. I feel like you still have like these like promoters just still want you to like prove. Yeah. Like, I kind of think they won't like, I don't know, I just felt it was like, like it's quite weird for like up and coming DJs. It's like you either go from being like a support DJ to then all of a sudden you're now like a headline act. There's none of this like kind of in between moment. It's just like there and there, like real black or white. And it's kind of like these young promoters are now kind of taking that away and like putting on parties and themselves and like yeah maybe they're not in the best venues in the entire world but like they're sick parties and all these mate, all their mates are going and it's kind of like they're going to see their mates playing so rather than having to pay so much money to see like an international DJ they can pay a cheap fee like a fiver on the door go see all their mates DJing and then be with all their mates and yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty sick like I really like this kind of the stuff that's going on at the moment I fuck with it a lot like yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of into that post lockdown in in a lot of like cities. I feel like people have just gone so much more local, which is yeah sick to see. I mean, somewhere as small as Dublin, like naturally here, it's quite hard to do that. But like, yeah, it's so sick to see like local DJs getting a bit of limelight finally, or of having yeah. a moment, maybe. And there's like so many sick DJs now that like I I always found it hard to 
find like uh, not that I found it hard, but you know, I always was just like kind of trying to find support DJs or like someone to get on lineups and all this kind of stuff. And there's just so many now, and I'm like, it's sick. Like I've said, like what I'm finding a lot now is when a promoter is like putting on a show, they're asking me who do I want on support, which I never really had before. If you get me, so yeah. now I'm at the show, show these. Uh, like kind of people that are starting to do gigs and it's just so just so handy to have like this I just don't know yeah and I, I, I won't lie myself I'm terrible for like keeping in touch with who's coming up and who's doing what and who's this and that. I don't know I've always been so bad at it because like when I'm finding music I'm always looking back in like the early 90s or the late 90s whatever but now I'm like definitely have my eye on uh, parties and like DJs so that I'm able to shout them now yeah um, for gigs pretty much and I think it's sick nice yeah. do you, no, I, I don't really have any more Dublin-y questions so thanks yeah. do you think um, you'll stay here do you think you'll go back or somewhere else I don't know you know right now I'm just kind of buzzing about yeah <laughs> no Berlin on the cards like everyone does I just I would hate to live there I just yeah me too I like but I'd hate to live there I just can't do it like it's just too sessiony for me like yeah too sessiony the weather contrasts are just a bit mad in my opinion like those winters I'm not really on that kind of techno thing too much like the whole like kind of techno trajectory or whatever you want to call it yeah um so I'm just Berlin was never really on my cards at all to be honest I love going and I love partying there but to live there I don't think I could do it